This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dan Campbell, I am running through a brick wall for you. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show in the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. Follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora is here each and every Monday, just like he always is. He will share his biggest takeaways after uh, a slightly baffling week 11, I suppose. Yes, the favorites uh, were 9-2 and two straight up for sure, but the underdogs uh, were 7-4 and four against the spread on this lovely week. Uh, of course, one of the biggest, uh, definitely the biggest upset, I'd say, would be the Giants and Tommy DeVito pulling off a 3-1 to one money line upset on the Commanders. The Bears certainly scared the Detroit Lions, but uh, the Lions came through and won that ballgame. Uh, but as far as uh, an over-encapsulating kind of idea, Joe, how do you look at this past Sunday? These numbers are so sharp. If you like, oh, man, look at me out of grade four in one week. Oh, man, it's awesome. I kicked ass or you're down in the dumps because uh, things went uh, the other way for you. Mm, These numbers are tight. Like there's a lot of coin flippy things going on. Uh, Let's go over some of them quickly before we dive into the games. San Francisco. Uh, closing line, what number we want to go on. If we're going by the number all week, San Francisco ends up covering. If you're going by some of the numbers that were available at the very end, Tampa Bay ends up covering. I think the closing number, it covers by the hook. How about the LA Rams? Seattle was a favorite all week when we were talking about it, right? Previewing the game. And then the Rams end up Mm -hmm. being the favorite. If you're going by the closing line, the Rams don't cover. But if you bet it all week, the Rams were the cover. And a lot of contests, Rams are the cover. That was a good play there. What about Arizona-Houston? Well, when would you bet it? When would you bet it? Did you get it when Houston was six? Because then then the Houston side was a loser. Arizona side was a winner. Five and a half, same thing. But at points, it was four and a half. And it was five. And games don't land five. This this land five. Like it's just so crazy how tight these numbers are. How it flipped last night. Uh, how it ends up being Denver winning, but not covering a short, short port spread. And it's not only with the sides, guys. Look at these totals. Dallas, Carolina. It goes over by the hook. Tampa Bay, San Francisco. It goes under by the hook. Jets, Bills. It goes under by the hook. Last night, it goes <laughs> under by one and a half. That's my big yeah. takeaway from week 11 with this sample size of 10, 11 weeks. Damn, these numbers are tight. It is so hard to win in the NFL. Man, it is. I was trying to live bet to get out of some situations and maybe <laughs> soften the blow a little Uh-oh. bit. And then those bets missed too. I probably had the worst Sunday I've had all season. So, yeah, I don't even know where to begin, but I had been on a nice little run and I just crashed and burned yesterday. All of my props pretty much missed. It was just rough. Was bad and props. Really rough day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to save a little bit of it for BetQL Court, but yeah, I've got <laughs> stuff to get to. <laughs> yeah, we got BetQL Court uh, later on in this hour. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned props because, like, the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about that, Aaron, was CeeDee Lamb. The Cowboys yes. absolutely obliterate the Panthers. We're talking about alternate to- alternate yards and all that good stuff for C.D. Lamb, and he does very little in that 38. contest. The, the offense 38 was still yards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was doing 138 before. Right. That. Like, I mean, like he's total. our pick for offensive player of the year, and, you know, how, how high can he go here? Like, what's too much? Like, three to one to get 200 receiving yards? That doesn't seem preposterous at all against this Panthers defense. No, not at all. 38 receiving yards. Yes, props were tough. Uh, certainly sides were really sharp. And, Joe, it's fascinating to me because, like, I think one of the things that we talked about on Friday was, hey, some of these numbers are way off. It's one of the reasons why totals have been hard to come by as far as like being 20 points off or that mm-hmm. teaser legs were really difficult to ascertain because things were just so wild and we were having <laughs> all of these fluky things. But now, mm-hmm. now, oh, these numbers were sharp. I think uh, the books had a phenomenal day just in terms of pinpointing exactly where the numbers needed to be. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times books will come out and say, we need this side. We need that side. I don't know. Like, we went over yeah. it. Okay, favorites did this. Dogs did that. I don't know. what. When are you looking at the numbers? Because it's the opposite mm-hmm. all week. Like, there are so many mm-hmm. examples of that. And, yeah, I mean, and then teasers. Jesus. It's the same thing every week. <laughs> like, yeah, some of them made sense. We talked about Minnesota being a strong leg all week. That made sense. Okay, if you had the confidence to go to the window and say, I'm going to bet on the Bills, bounce back spot, whatever, or it's a bet against the Jets, okay, fine. And then Washington's there for you. And it gets to the teaser zone before the game starts. There's money coming in late on the Giants. The late money was the correct money. We laughed at the idea all week about the commanders just ruining Survivor again, Tommy DeVito. His passing prop touchdown is only a half like against this Washington secondary. I think he might be able to have one passing touchdown and you guys are laughing about it. We all were laughing about it all week. And then the commanders happened. That trash organization <laughs> happened again. Unbelievable. It's, you know what? I say unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. Like I got not to anymore. a point of watching that score. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's about right. I stopped keeping track. It was a five or six turnovers they end up with. I, I don't six. remember. Six. six. Okay, three yeah. picks, six three fumbles. They outgained them by right. over 100 yards. How old 45 pass attempts because you're in desperation mode trying to catch the Giants. And by the way, this happens at home. Aaron, how many times do we bring it up? It's it's like something we've got to etch in stone and don't forget. Now, one thing is, Survivor, stay away in division matchups. The other thing is, Commander's bad at home. And anytime you take anything Commander's related for granted, the opposite is going to happen without fail. It really does. And we talk about it and we talk about it. And then they might win a couple games or show some progress. And then boom, there it is again. Commanders one and four at home, despite all being sellouts since the new ownership. I'm actually really surprised. A lot of people I know are Giants fans in this area. I got invited to the game. Oh no, not by Commanders fans. 
Giants fans. There's a lot of them around here, here in Washington. It's crazy to me, but they, I don't know what it is about this Giants team. They lost to them twice this year. And and we yeah. said it last week, like they the Giants just play them tough. Whew. I mean, it. I, I can't imagine what the conversation is like on 106.7 The Fan this morning, but I've got to assume it's about Ron Rivera's got to be out the door. I mean, Josh Harris's groups has said we're going to give the whole, you know, team time to evaluate, finish out the year. But yeah, it's pretty much written in stone by now, right? Ron Rivera is gone. The only question is, is the head coach on the coaching staff now? Uh, is the enemy going to be promoted or are they going to say, no, no, we've got to look outside and uh, let, let's start this whole thing over. Me personally, like, yes, the enemy's done a very nice job. I don't want anybody that's inside that building right now being the head coach of my team next year. Sorry. Could, I mean, I, I would yeah, look I everywhere. I mean, the, it's yeah. just almost like it's haunted over there. You just got to <laughs> clean house, start fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Can we start a BetQL investigation as to who shut off the hot water at the stadium where nobody could take a hot shower, none of the teams could, like nobody could clean up, whatever? I got to think that may not have been uh, completely by accident or just bad chance. I think uh, someone may have done that just to prove a point. I don't know. But uh, we we should start a BetQL daily investigation as far as that's concerned. I mean, the commanders sacked Tommy DeVito nine times in that game. Nine Mm -hmm. times, seven different commanders recorded at least one sack in that contest. Washington's run game was really solid. Everyone went over their rushing yards over expected. Brian Robinson, 73 yards. I thought he was great. It's like the pass rush was fantastic. The run game was fantastic. But then everything else was not only bad, it was like middle school football bad. And that, that to me kind of points to like the health of the organization, right? Like, okay, yeah, Eric Bieniemy's done some really nice things, but can he run an organization? That is a very different question. Ron Rivera, like the, the Sam Howell thing, like he reverted back to a very, very bad version of himself against the Giants defense. There are so many little things that you can point to where it's like, this is an abject failure on so many different levels. And yet you have, I guess, some building blocks to go off of, I suppose, but mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, what, what more is supposed to be expected? Like <laughs> the Giants are very bad. We're talking about them as being the worst team in football and you lost to them twice, twice. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal here? I can't wait for Zappy and what's his face? DeVito this week. Yeah. That's going to be on the card. Can't wait to get we to that later. That. On. <laughs> I think so. We absolutely deserve that. Absolutely, we do. Uh, Let's talk about your Chicago Bears here, uh, Joe, because certainly uh, the (laughs) they threw a scare a little bit. You know, they uh, had what was it a ninety-eight percent win probability in the fourth quarter uh, to win that ball game, but didn't. Uh, Two touchdowns for Detroit uh, in the waning moments to come through with the victory. You had the safety, and then the Lions uh, win by five points. Uh, but how much of that do you feel like was the Lions winning? And how much do you think that involved the Bears losing? Uh, that was uh, that was a loser organization that can't finish a game. They don't know how to win. Like, Iberflus has never won a division game in his couple years here. I think we're, we're off to 0-9 right now against the NFC North. Like, they just can't mm-hmm. close games. They don't know how to. The Lions did nothing all game until the last two drives 
uh, almost half of their offensive output for the entire game happened then. Now, part of it was the golf turnovers. Oh, man, we got the bad golf. We got the golf that people scoff at, right? We got three interceptions against this Bears defense. This Bears defense can stop the run. Not all that great against the pass. And, I mean, golf was just horrendous. Horrendous. So the Lions are negative three turnover margin, and they still win the game. They're perfect in the red zone. It, it was just so predictable. Once they got the ball in the end, like, not a lot of time left. In most situations, like, okay, we're going to be passing right down the field. No, no, no. Not the Detroit Lions. <laughs> not against this Bears team. If you're getting chunk plays on the ground, why would you change it? It was the David Montgomery drive. It was the revenge spot that a lot of people think it's narrative, whatever. Like you knew it was coming. And then they're set up in the scoring zone. You know where the ball's going. I need to have to look to see if Gibbs was on the sideline. I knew Gibbs was going to be on the sideline because Montgomery was going to get the touchdown against the team that didn't believe in him to win that game. There was no doubt about that. Like I was sweating it for a little bit, the Montgomery anytime touchdown. But in that situation, I'm like, all right, we're going to get it here because because uh, the Bears are going to give it up. Uh, man, Fields, we talked about the idea, how they're going to use Fields. I figured, yeah, he's going to use his legs because of uh, how he smoked the Lions last year using his legs. They did. He had 14 designed runs, guys. 104 rushing yards, 18 rushes, 14 of them were designed runs. So Fields looked fine. I, wouldn't, I don't put that loss too much on Fields. They scored 26 points on the road. Mm-hmm. 26 points yeah. so uh yeah you can't kill them for that but like i thought it was put kick your feet up i'm good with the bears plus seven and a half throughout if darnell Wright does not kick it out of the end zone hutch hutchison probably lands on that for a touchdown and that ends up going from like bears covering by multiple touchdowns throughout the game to not even covering seven and a half or eight I mean, you do want the Bears to lose, though, right? So you can get that. Yes, I was good with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, At the end of the day, they did the right thing. But this, to me, was more about Lions being really bad. I mean, I was on Jared Goff over passing yards. This was like the one of the worst (laughs) games of his career. Awful time to do that. Just terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we'll get to it, but Josh Dobbs and the Vikings are, you know, I don't know what the value is for them to win the division, but maybe that could be in play if the Lions continue to struggle. Maybe this is just one weird game, but all I could think of is the Lions stuff. It aged well <laughs> in that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They barely beat the Chargers last week. They are they're just hanging on here in these games. I know. Lately. And we get it's we alarming. get them Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned just how badly Jared Goff was playing. A lot of that was when he was going up against cover three coverage with a passer rating of 33.1. 10 of 18, 105 yards, three interceptions. Normally he's pretty good against cover three, but there was something about that Bears defense where they were able to play that well in that situation. I'm going to chalk it up to being a fluke. I think the Lions will be just fine. Certainly causes for concern. I think Detroit will be okay. I wouldn't worry too much about it. This is Becky Bell Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the game of the week, maybe the game of the season thus far, the Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. We'll have our favorite angles right here on the Becky Bell Network.